Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 10. We're in the double digits. Double digits. Double digits. Double digits. I think it's nine, but it won't go with 10. No, it's, well, it's, it's so it's episode nine of the typical spoiler cast, but it's episode 10, 10. if you include the E3 special. Oh, right. okay. See, I can't math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so nine plus one is what we're at currently. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Thank you guys for, for listening. We have tons and tons of listens, tons and tons of subscribers. We're really excited about it. So We love you folks. Yeah, we love you guys. You're beautiful uh, people. If you're a new listener. Uh, Checks in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a new listener, what is the spoiler Extend cast? on the ECJ. <laughs> so the spoiler cast is your weekly look at the latest in gaming news, reviews, what we've been playing. And at the end of the episode, guys, at the end of the episode. That's the part at the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we spoil about or more so just discuss. Um, one of the latest uh, games. Today's game is actually Thomas Was Alone. Yep. yep. An indie uh, title for PC and yeah. for the PSN. Yeah. And Mac. And, and Mac. everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a, a, except, lot, a lot of except things. Xbox. A lot of things, yeah. Oh, no, because um, by, by, yeah. don't like Xbox. <laughs> by the way, I'm your host, Dan Zarzicki. I'm joined here by Tristan Atherne Hess. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it did it again. It did it again. <laughs> I gotta stop drinking Dr. Pepper Cherry. It does bad things to me. Sponsor. <laughs> it's so good, but oh god. And uh, Patrick Knight. Hey, Ryan. Ryan is not here now. Tristan, you were the last person to see Ryan. What was? What's up with Ryan? Yeah, so we were week? driving down. We were going through the woods, and he lost his notebook. And he, so he went out in the woods with his flashlight to find his missing notebook pages. And I'm like, well, all right, man, I'll be back to pick you up in an hour. I haven't seen him since. Yeah, he's been back. He hasn't yeah. been back yet, but. Yeah, he's only been missing for a day. Mm. Yeah. Oh, who knows? But anyway, so we're going to, we're carrying on this week without him. But uh, I am really excited to talk about Thomas Was Alone because I think we, it's cool for us to finally talk about an indie game. We've talked about a lot of big high-profile releases triple a's triple a oh. titles and things like that well we did talk about bastion that's correct yeah that's correct. um but that was an older game we were right trying, it's been this around is for a while the, and i i want to i want to argue that that's actually a little bit more of a, like a high-profile release too, it is um in the community than well it ended like up on the xbox alone. live arcade so yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> first so yeah that's what i want to talk about i'm gonna make a note um, <laughs> because we just heard about the lineup for xbox uh summer of arcade but um yep. Which I'm super excited about. But uh, what we're going to talk about for, for at first is what we've been playing this week. So I'll, I'll jump over to who wants to go first. Oh, I'm, I've got something <laughs> that I'm probably going to talk a lot about. Okay, right, so why don't we start with Patrick, then go to me, and then go to Tristan. There you go. <laughs> All right, so very briefly, uh, because this is beating an old dead horse, uh, I started playing once again. I went back to World of Tanks mm-hmm. after this this most recent uh, what is it eight point six update? Are we going to have to do an intervention? Probably. Okay. Um, <laughs> this recent eight point six update that was supposed to absolutely nerf the ever living hell out of artillery pieces, which is what you played, right? Uh, well, I played some of them. I didn't okay. play. I didn't play solely artillery pieces. I okay. thought that the nerf was unneeded, but I mean the community was very vocal about it. There are still people who think artillery should be removed, as I found in one of my matches that I played, but. <laughs> It's really not a bad nerf. It mm-hmm. like the artillery can still change the tide of a game, but I mean, I don't even notice a difference. And here's and here's the silly part. They already have the open uh, beta test for 8.7 out. Mm-hmm. 8.6 just came out like 2 weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Um and, and a funny story that relates to wargaming actually before before I move on because that's basically the only game I've been playing besides Thomas was alone. Um there is a video on YouTube by GameSpot. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says World of Warships beta uh, announced or uh, oh, no World of Warships open beta. Yeah. It's about World of Warplanes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The video is the wrong game. so i'm watching it and i'm seeing these planes fighting each other like dog fighting and i'm like oh oh, they're just gonna pan over to an aircraft carrier or something they never did and it's it's like world of warships open beta i got really excited and it's world of warplanes oh god but all the links in the description link to world of warships god (laughs) (laughs) wow guys way to way to do your Fact checking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a GameSpot related news story coming oh, up. Oh, goody, goody. That you might have seen in the news yesterday, but we'll talk about that um, in a little bit, uh, interestingly enough. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to say about World of Tanks? Well, I'm going to say that the 8.7 update is not as robust as the last one. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be more of a maintenance thing. And, uh, and Dan, you didn't put your phone on silent. <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, I mean, the 8.7 update probably was not going to be a whole big thing, but the 360 version is going to be a big thing. The um, game looks like it might have a little bit of trouble, but uh, I'm going to hold off yeah, you... because I've registered for the beta, and I'm going to wait until I actually play it to condemn it. Um, <laughs> I actually prefer that I dislike games before they come out. I tend to like them more when they come out because yeah. I have no expectations. Um one of my probably at this point top five games of all time was that kind of game, which was a game where everybody was talking about it as it was coming out. I thought yep. it was the dumbest looking thing I've ever saw in my life. Uh, and uh, when it came out, I just fell in love with it and I couldn't yep. get enough of it. And that game is God of War 1, yep. uh, <laughs> uh, which is now Press like one A of my to favorite. win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, play that on God mode and get back to me. But anyway. Oh, excuse me. Press X to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that jumps. Just, just guard. <laughs> Yeah. Just guard. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep guarding. Never nope. stop guarding. Sovereign guard? But, um. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, cool. So you're going to talk about a game a lot. I have a few games. I'm just going to kind of jump uh, through them. Go right ahead. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about, and I kind of hinted at this last episode, but I really wanted to focus on uh, Last of Us last time. And thank God I did. We talked about just The Last of Us and listening back to that thing for two hours. Mm-hmm. The video, the, the, the podcast was two and a half hours long. He's like trying to quietly open the can of soda. <laughs> Not going to happen. Um, the video was two and a half hours long and two hours of it was our discussion of The Last of Us. It well, was I mean, insane. it was such a story driven game. I know, I know. It, took, it had a lot of discussion to it. So I did mention that I picked up a Wii U. Yep. So I, so I finally want to touch on Nintendo Land and how my faith has been restored in Nintendo. <laughs> um, just a little bit. So, so Nintendo is gr- like the great dark horse of this okay. next gen. Like oh, seriously. Oh God! Did you hear? Uh, we'll, we'll save it for the news. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Nintendo Land is is um, just like so. I, I picked up the Wii U and I picked it up with Nintendo Land and Super Mario Brothers U. Wii U. Yeah. Whatever. Super One of those Mario things. Brothers really Super Mario one. Brothers University. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I kind of want to go there now. Super Mario Brothers yeah. Universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hopefully will be the next year. <laughs> Spike. Uh, <laughs> Hyperdimensional Mario X2. <laughs> uh, this isn't the Persona series. Come down. Uh, oops. Hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> oh, I do have a bit of news. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. We'll yeah. get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. You we'll were talking about the Wii U, Dan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then something happened with GarageBand, so I'm going to have to edit that later. Uh, 725. <laughs> something really Make weird just happened. Yeah. Oh, so, was it the noise I made? Did I no, blow? no. Maybe. <laughs> it detected an AirPlay device, and then like just like went... <laughs> did this weird thing. <laughs> so we're, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Look at the waves! The waves! But all I can say about, all I can say about Nintendo is that 
I don't know if it's intentionally or not, but they may be the most brilliant company of this next generation. As I'm going back and thinking about games of yore and things like that and how, honestly, none of the three of us, you, you may be a different story, but I know how you feel about it. Um, you've been very vocal about it. And I'm kind of the same way. It's great that the PS4 is going to be a little cheaper. It's great that there's an Xbox One and stuff, but I'm not really that interested in buying either a PS4 yeah. or an Xbox One right now. Right. Yep. And I think that Nintendo Land is, what Nintendo is doing that's so brilliant is they are not focusing on the graphics. And while that, I think that was a mistake last generation still, mm -hmm. because the graphics were so subpar compared to the other games, we are at the point now where we're uh, kind of getting to photorealism in our games, and I just don't know that that's necessary. Yep. Right. Though the nice HD boost in, in, in the Wii well, I, U is, I can it, imagine. is uh, pretty awesome. Mario in HD is awesome. <laughs> but uh, I probably have to buy a Wii U at some point soon. But it's just it's it's one of those things like it's just really unique and fun, and it's just it's just a good time. And yeah. it's, and it's still the party game system. Exactly. Yes, you can get in there and just play party games. If I were Nintendo, I would just make party games. No, not spam party games, but good yeah. party right. games. Yeah. Um, not Mario Party, but party games. Right. Yeah, well, they're making Wii, Wii <laughs> the Mario, U Party. Or yeah, whatever. Mario Party. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, to that point, that you used to be able to, you know, system link uh, Xboxes and get onto Halo, but uh, we know that ship has sailed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's back to Nintendo. Yeah, it's just it's they're the only people who are really doing that local play well. Yeah. Um, which is cool and everything, but I mean, if at a certain age, you you know, or even when you're younger, you want to be able to just hang out with friends and, yep. and, and play something. And that this is the this is going to be the experience for it. So I'm excited to see where they go in the future. I still think they've had some stumbles. Like there still are not enough good games for the system at this no. point. Or enough games, period, for the yeah. system at this point. But the N in Nintendo does stand for nostalgia. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Wait, which N? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both. Both of them. Double yeah. dose. Double dose of nostalgia. Wait, all three. Never mind. Oh, yeah, there's three, three doses of nostalgia. Oh, there are. We can spell. <laughs> Not only can we math, we can also spell. Um, I don't want to talk about that. I use math all the time. <laughs> I is good speller. Is that a Dalek voice? Is that what that phonics. was? <laughs> I don't want to talk about this next one too much because you, we talked about it a few episodes now. Um, back uh, more t towards the beginning of our talks. But I did pick up Far Cry 3 because it was cheap. Mm -hmm. I played a little bit of that. Um, and I just, it, it's, it's actually really fun. Oh yeah. I, I am, I am shocked yeah. honestly at how fun it is. Uh, the controls are really tight. I played with headphones, so it was an even cooler experience because yeah. the audio is really good. Yes. It and you're always on edge. How many times have you been ambushed by, 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 by creatures, by boars? Just boars. once. Just by creatures in boars? general. Oh, boars, the boars are the least your worries, friend. Oh yeah. Wait I, until you meet tigers. Yeah. No. See, now here's the funny story. And Dude, I, I fucking, hate to steal your story. I hate I hate to I hate to steal your thunder. Uh, I was I saw a tiger going chasing. Oh God, well, I guess it was a buffalo into a, into a river. And I said, "Ha ha! The two stupid shits are gonna die!" And I chased it, and I didn't see it for a second. And then suddenly, my screen flew over to the side, and there's a crocodile on my leg. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there like, ah! Jesus, Jesus! "Stab it! Stab it in the face!" And that happened like six more times to me, and oh, yeah. it still startles the fuck out of me. Oh yeah, because the crocodiles are, are. No, the worst part though is when you've got like a pack of like cassowaries or something. And, you know, they're not immediately hostile to you. So you're like, cool, I'm just going to sneak through. Just gonna sneak through. And then some, like, dumb shit enemy <laughs> pisses off one member of the, of the Castor herd on the other side of the herd. <laughs> and they all immediately become hostile towards humans. <laughs> you're just walking through all of a sudden. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, it's going. 
Have you had any experiences with sharks yet? No. <laughs> I haven't been really been in the water too much. I just started. Okay. So Stay out of the water. I'll tell you where I am <laughs> in the game. I just, I just, I literally, I've played like an hour. I literally yeah. just um, captured the first like point in yeah. like, mm-hmm. the first camp or whatever. And I did my first hunting mission. That's really as far as I've gotten. I will say this. It's interesting. And the reason I bring it up, and I'm going to talk about the next game again after this one i'm going to kind of transition over but it's interesting to me how there's such a huge huge emphasis right now on survival games mm-hmm. yep uh, and games stealth about, games too yeah but specifically games about surviving however that may be the case where they put you in a, situ- a dire situation where you need to rescue somebody or do something in survival ign who typically now i consider the content marketing whores of the internet <laughs> where they just put out like thousands of articles just to get people to click on like links and google or whatever yep. right yep um, they actually put out a cool article recently about this, and that's what kind of brought it to my, my attention, actually, was the fact that um, uh, there are a lot of survival games right now. We had just had The Last of Us we talked about last week, Tomb Raider, which yep. we've been talking about, which is very similar. Um, yep. Far Crizzle. Far, Far Crizzle 3. Thrizzle. <laughs> Far Crizzle Thrizzle. Um, Fizzle, crizzle, crizzle, crizzle. I mean, I am. I'm gonna hurt myself if I keep going. <laughs> I am. I am alone, which was like came out a little while ago, like a yeah. year ago or so, which I think was one of the one of the first ones in these this next set of survival games. State of decay. State of decay. Don't starve. Don't, Don't starve. starve. Um, Daisy standalone. Whenever that comes out. Daisy. Yep. Even or even just the Daisy exp- uh, expansion that was created or the mod yep. that was created originally. Um, all these games that are really focused on survival and. That brought me. That brings me to the next game I started playing, which is Metal Gear Solid Three. Nice HD collection. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. although I I, I I will say this, I didn't really play any of it because I forgot that you can't pause the cutscenes in Metal Gear Solid Three. Nope. Even in the HD collection. So I was trying to work while I was doing it, fun, <laughs> back and forth. Fun fact: hold down R two like all the time. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah you for can Snake Vision. For Snake Vision, yeah. Yep. But I was thinking about. The reason I want to bring that, that game up was I watched a speedrun of it, and that's what got me excited to play it again. You and your speedrun. I love watching no, speedruns. No, it is. It's bad. I'm you kidding. guys, you watch your Nerd Cubed. You, you, you got, like, my thing is speedruns right now. Like, that's what I watch, right? Nerd Cube, my yeah. Achievement Hunter, my World of Tanks. Yes. That I can't stop talking about. But the thing about Metal Gear Solid 3 that really gets me, and, and it's also why I brought Nintendo Land to light, is that I just feel like games aren't as fun or as unique and interesting as they used to be. No. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like... Metal Gear Solid 3 is such a brilliant, brilliant game. Oh, God. It's so well done. And, and, and I'm watching the speed run, and this guy is just coming up with these crazy things you can do that I didn't, didn't even realize. Like, hiding, you can hide in a box in the back of a truck. Yeah. And if you hide in a box in the back of a truck, it takes you to a storage bay because you're in a box. You're in the cardboard box in the back of a truck. You get shipped out to a storage bay. Yeah. Because like, Kojima is insane like that. He'll yeah. think of just weird things. And there's so many crazy things. Oh, yeah. You wear certain masks. There's a camo in the game called the Cold War camo. Mm-hmm. That if it's the Russian flag on the front, because it takes place during the Cold War, there's a Russian flag on the front and an American flag on the back. And if you face an enemy directly, they won't shoot at you out of respect for the Russian flag. But if you, you turn, turn around, out. they start firing at you like crazy because of the American yep. flag on your back. Ooh. There's just all kinds of really cool things like that. Also, the American face paint. Yes. America! America. Yeah. America. But there's just all kinds of cool things yep. in that game, and it's just such a well-made... I mean, you can you can beat the game in an hour, or yep. you can beat it in 20 hours if you really oh, yeah. care to jump around or, and do all these things. For example, if you are hungry, yes, your stomach will rumble. Yes. And enemies will and hear enemies that, will and they'll hear go, that. what the hell was that? And you'll be like... Shit. But I bring it bring it up because it's like the OG survival game. You yeah. know, like <laughs> it was it was survival before survival. Yeah. I, I would argue that Pong was the first survival yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> no, Pac-Man. Excuse Pac-Man, me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Black pellets or die. Okay. <laughs> you know you can actually beat Pac-Man. Yep. Can... yep. Wait, really? Yeah. Here's here's what you. Uh, I think it's the. I think the guy who currently has the record is the first person to actually beat Pac-Man. I think it's actually the CEO of like Tabasco or something like that. Some ridiculous. Thing. So here's how you beat Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. So when you clear through all the stages, yep. it resets to stage one. But it keeps your score going and your stage history going. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you have to play through every level of the game multiple times until you fill up the arcade cabinet's memory buffer and the game crashes. Oh, that's how you win? That's how that's you win. That's the win condition and the game crashes? Yeah, because eventually its memory buffer just fills up with your stage history and it doesn't have enough memory to actually load the next stage. My friend Nick just texted me, how's the podcast going? Nick, it's going great. Yeah. <laughs> You won't hear this for a day. But... <coughs> oh, God. Everybody's on their last legs. You almost died drinking. Yeah. Um, cool. So then the other, I guess the other thing I want to talk about is Summer of Xbox. Yep. But I've got stuff I want to talk about that I played. Well, let me finish. <laughs> I just want to quickly go over this because yeah, yeah. um, there's just something that, uh, like, I know. Uh, Patrick, are you typically a fan of the Summer of Xbox? Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan. Like, that's usually when I turn on my system again from last summer. <laughs> you, it's been 365 days since you last saw yeah, 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 Trials, yeah. Limbo, yes. Shadow Complex. I mean, come on. Bastion yeah. was in it, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. I want to I know what your take is on the new games that are coming out. Well, I haven't heard it about it, so. So there's, there's four. There's Brothers. There's only four this time? Yep. Usually it's six. It's, Brothers is like um, Cookies and Cream on the PS2. Okay. Uh, guide two brothers on an epic journey. Control both at once with each thumbstick and co-op play like never before. Oh, Explore puzzles, vary locations, fight boss battles. Well, never before was ten years ago when Cookies and Cream came out, but that's oh, still cool. So that's, what, controlling two that's characters the first with game. Each thumbstick is a pain in the ass. Oh, it's cool. Maybe there's a certain game type in Nintendo Land you shouldn't play then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Animal Crossing game is so good. Yeah. <laughs> in the Animal Crossing game, one it's every competitive game is basically the same thing in a sense where it's the person in the gamepad against everybody else in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. In one particular game, it's it can be five player, like most of the multiplayer games. So there's four people with Wii remotes, yep. and they all have to collect fruit. Animal Crossing, and they eat it. Candy. Oh, I've seen candy. this. And I've as they seen this. as they eat the fruit, they become fatter and fatter. And when they become fatter, they can't move as quickly, right? Yep. And or their faces get bigger or whatever, and they can't hats. move as quickly. Their hats. Their hats. Yeah. Oh, that's I right. think that's hats. what it is. It's just their hats. Yeah, yeah. they have hats on yeah. that get I've, bigger. I've seen this. I've seen this. Now the person on the gamepad controls two, two dudes with pitchforks with the sticks and yep. the analogs uh, and the um the shoulder buttons corresponding to each side of the controller with the stick is that character's attack button. Yep, I've seen that. I've seen. It's that. really really cool. I mean, that whole game is really cool. Now, I was now, so you you seem to you seem to think that this is a bad idea. <laughs> You're rubbing your eyes. Oh no no, I'm just. He still has like he said, still has sewed up in his nose. Oh god, his nose holes. And, and like I said, I've got an eye appointment tomorrow because right. these are out my of date. Prescription for my glasses are outdated, and so yeah. my eyes just get really tired really easily. Right. Oh, now. I, okay. Because I I was gonna say we played it then with a bunch of people. Yes. And that was that was oh, yeah, absolutely I saw, I saw, stone cold fuck nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw a five player let's play of it. Yeah. And I was like, that looks really fun and crazy. They're all fun. Um, with the exception maybe of the chasing one, that one gets kind of boring, I think. But uh, which one do you mean, Mario Chase? I don't know. I, I kinda, you, you're good I, at it though. You see, yeah. you're good at running away. <laughs> um, Are you implying something, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're good at something, you find more fun. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> no. I thought you meant that. I, would, I thought that you were implying I was a coward. Oh that was no. The joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't get it. Um, 
but the comp- the cooperative ones are really good. Like all yeah. of them. My, my friend and I played through the Pikmin one actually. It's really fun when you actually understand what's happening. Yep. Because uh, you play it cooperatively. And the Zelda one is is the fine Zelda until one. I think I think I found out what happened. I think if you play it for a certain amount of time, the Wiimotes just get tired <laughs> and start and start screwing up your uh, start screwing up their sync with the swords and what have yeah, you. It's but it's just a, it's such a I mean almost every game is a really good game. Even the Yoshi Kart one. Yep, that we played once for that Mario Party esque thing. Yeah, is really fun. After it's really hard. It gets really yeah. difficult. It's really cool. I'm I am shocked, especially after uh, the pack in uh, Wii Sports, the yep. original Wii. Like this is a really nice, deep, fun game. Experience. Yeah, yeah. We should play some uh, WarioWare Smooth Moves. Yeah, Smooth Moves. I hear that the new WarioWare that just came out isn't very good. That's what I've heard. But I've got Smooth Moves. And smooth so Moves. Yeah, yeah. Smooth is Moves is a, is a great time. Yeah, Smooth yeah. Moves is great. Uh, the other games from Summer Arcade, we have Charlie Murder, which is a a, rock, a metal band inspired RPG brawler. In this, in the shape of coin op beat 'em ups and dungeon crawlers and stuff. Oh, like that. Okay. brutal legend! Is that you? No. Et <laughs> two brutal legend. Uh, flash. Yeah, right. Flashback. Conrad B. Hart of the GBI is reenlisted for the return of an acclaimed gaming franchise and cover an alien conspiracy, getting through complex and deadly environments, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Four-player co-op beat 'em up fest. So is that is that a remake or is that I a don't new... know if it's a remake of Turtles in Time or anything like that. I don't think it is. Man, looking Turtles in Time was like the best thing ever. Yeah. That and X Men Arcade and Simpsons Arcade. Like yeah, the Simpsons Arcade's the best. Those are like the holy trinity of like arcade beat 'em ups. Absolutely, and those are, I love. I oh, love... don't forget Streets of Rage. Is the other yeah, one. Streets of Rage is really good too. Yeah, yeah. but the but but those three, the X Men Arcade, Turtles in Time, and yep. the Simpsons Arcade, have never been part of a series. Right, they've always yeah. been their own standalone things. Whereas Streets of Rage, there have been numerous Streets of Rage yeah. games. Yeah, two that I know some, of. might have been more, and yeah. including some really god awful ones. Yeah. Well, still, yeah. the original's good. The original's good. And with that, I have mentioned, I've kind of exhausted the games I've been playing, and let's go over to Tristan, who's been yeah. chopping at the bit to tell us about what he's been playing. So I've been playing punch, a little punch, bit of punch, Bayonetta. Punch. Cool, because you know two's coming out uh, only on the Wii U, right? Only on the Wii U. But like I said, I'm gonna have to buy a Wii U at some point. Anyways. But she's still not in Super Smash Brothers. I know. Well, she was in um, Anarchy Reigns. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who? Anarchy Reigns, which was oh, apparently yeah. this, like phenomenal uh, like four-player like fighter mm-hmm. that did like really well overseas and then came over here and no one ever talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing a little bit of that, but what I've been really excited about... Uh, so I've gone back to Borderlands 2. Oh, God, boy. I have completed... <laughs> well, I've completed the main storyline. Yes. And what I'm doing now is the last DLC pack that was released just a few... Just the a one based ago. around everybody's favorite teenage psychopath. Yep. Tiny Tina's Assault Tiny on Tina. Dragon Keep. That's cool. It I haven't is... played any of the DLCs, but... So I haven't yet either, because I'm in the middle of playthrough 2 at the moment. So here's sort of the breakdown of Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Is... <laughs> It's Tiny Tina, Mordecai, Lilith, and Brick sitting around a table basically playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's pretty cool. And Tiny Tina is the DM. Okay. And so they are basically controlling you. So you are going through it as if you were the character. That is awesome. But it's all based on Tina's whims and like random dice rolls and stuff. So like there's one question you're like, hey, you should go pick up this gun that I left you because it's great. And you get to it, it's like, okay, so Brick, you go to pick up the gun, roll to pick it up. Natural one. God damn it. 
<laughs> the gun goes, all right, the gun goes flying out of your hands and lands over here somewhere. So you got to, okay, little your turn. All right, I roll to pick it up. One, come on. Okay, it goes flying off that away. All right, Mordecai, your turn. It's official. The dice hate me. <laughs> okay, so against all odds of probability, the gun has morphed into a giant monster. You say the giant monster, and it drops a gun. There we go. <laughs> or, um, like, you get to the initial location. Yeah. And it's like all sunshine, there are rainbows and stuff. And Tina's talking about how it's been all, like, messed up by the handsome sorcerer. And Lilith goes, wait, if it's all messed up, then why is it all, like, bright and happy and rainbows and stuff? And he goes, oh, okay, yeah. So it's eternal night! Sun goes down, pop, moon pops up, turns dark, like, instantly. <laughs> uh, your enemies are stuff like goblin, uh, like, skeletons and orcs. Oh, that sounds actually orbs. really awesome. I, I kind of want to... Do you do you know Tiny Tina from yes. Portland? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. It's... I played through most of the initial game. Uh, I didn't finish it, but I got really... I think I got really close. I was at... I had to, I had beaten the place in the sky that the dude owns. Uh, what's a Handsome Jack owns. The, his city. Mm-hmm. I destroyed that place, and then I was... I headed back down to Earth, so I think I was close to the end of the yeah, game. you're fairly close at that point. Um... Here's here. See now. Now here's the thing about Tiny Tina. I don't know if you heard this. People accused her of being a racist character. Really? They address that. <laughs> they address that in this DLC, because all of the dwarves, when you get into the dwarf city, all have Salvador's face. <laughs> why is she? Why are they accusing her of being racist? Because she's uh, because of her her mode of speaking, like badonkadonks and oh. like boom boom pow. Oh, whatever yeah, she yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so she, she's racist. No, she's not. She's not racist. She's funny. <laughs> but no, uh, but she's like, isn't that... But no, Lilith goes, so why do all the dwarves look like Salvador? Isn't that a little racist? And Tony she's like, what? Racist? Hey, Salvador, is it okay if all the dwarves in my game look like you? Salvador, you're Salvador straight back. That's fucking awesome! <laughs> <laughs> um, that wasn't racist. It was shortness, I think it was. Wasn't it? Because Salvador is short as hell. Yeah, he is yeah. short, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm walking around. something. I, I think they actually say, just say racist. Salvador is very short. Yeah. I think they just yeah. say pure flat-out racist. Um, I play as the assassin who's super tall. But my, yeah. I, I was playing with through most of the game with my friend Nick, the one who just texted me. And uh, he uh, he played as uh, Salvador, who was pretty short. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I only reached, I think, Axton's belt buckle with Salvador. Yeah. Well, I think he switched over, and then he played through most of that, or through all of it with Salvador. And then he switched back over. He switched and played through a single-player as the siren. Oh god. The siren is I, I've 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 heard tell that she's OP alone. Yes she is. <laughs> I played as her a little bit too and she's crazy. And then um but there's there's other just tons of fun stuff in here. Like um okay. You get a gun that shoots swords. That's awesome. And the swords explode. Splitting off into two other swords, which then also explode. So if any of our listeners want to create a D twenty version of this game <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That we can actually play at table. And, and Rick's <laughs> like, this is the best game ever as soon as you get it. <laughs> oh, it's it's really well done. But the whole other thing, too, is that this they got this whole storyline that Tiny Tina just can't accept. Oh, crap. This goes into spoilers. All right. So we're uh, going to do spoilers. At for Borderlands 2. Spoilers Borderlands 2 starting now. And I will put some music up when you can skip ahead. Oh, let's have a while. Maybe a minute. Like... For just a little, yeah, just a little. Let's quickie. do a minute. So skip ahead, starting now, about a minute and a minute from now, and then you can kind of listen again. Go ahead. Okay. So, so the whole other thing is Tina just being unable to accept the fact that Roland is dead. Yep. And she's like, "Yeah, guys, we gotta wait for Roland. Roland's gotta show up." And Roland shows appears in the game as this white knight. Okay. And everyone's like, "Tina, you know, he, he's not coming." He's like, "Yeah, I know, he's busy." <clears throat> They're like, "Oh." 
oh, that's going to be really sad. Because <laughs> I haven't gone all the way through it yet, but it's like... Yeah, yeah. It's like, the whole thing is, it, is like, Tina trying to deal with the fact... Cope with the fact that Roland's dead? <laughs> and she can't. And it's just like... Yeah. Ooh. Well, she was really good friends with them, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's like... Oh, man. There's going to be so many feels at the end. <laughs> oh, and apparently we... Okay, spoilers. Done. Okay, good. Because that's about a minute. And also, apparently we also finally see... Um, uh, Captain Jack's uh, Handsome Jack, sorry Jack. Handsome Jack's Diamond Pony but apparently <laughs> Butt Stallion! Butt Stallion actually makes an appearance Butt Stallion! And it's Rarity from My Little Pony what? <laughs> It's who? It's Rarity from My Little Pony I quit I quit I don't even know what that is But I'm assuming I, I'd quit oh, no, too No, no, no um, <laughs> No, no, the Gearbox guys Are huge fans of that series I'm, Like, I'm no, no Just are. look at the Mechromancer's <laughs> skill tree the Necromancer skill tree has like 12 different references to the MLP fandom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the only one who, who got excited was Tristan. But Stallion. <laughs> well, I was excited until he told me. But yeah. Stallion. God, MLP is like the most like divisive thing ever, you know? Well, it's like, just like. It's, it's, for li- it's for little girls. Isn't it? That's what it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. That's what it was when my sister was a kid. Yeah, I know, right? She calls herself a brony. I'm like, no. You're no. watching a show for me. She's a Pegasus. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. If you're a brony, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm I, quit, I quit life. Aaron, don't, life quit now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. anymore. I rage quit and life. Memes. <laughs> I rage quit life. <laughs> um, Here lies Pat. He thought he would respawn. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So, uh, is that the game you wanted to talk about a little bit? No, that was the big thing I really wanted to talk about. So, awesome. If you guys have played Borderlands 2 and you haven't picked up Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon Keep, it's 10 bucks. It's totally worth it. Well, it was it was five on Xbox until yesterday. Yeah, so it was on sale. Yeah. Um, and one thing Sorry. I will say though is that I think I'm doing it under leveled because every time I level up, all the enemies also mm-hmm. level up. Mm-hmm. That's how the DLC works in Borderlands. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the en- I will say this: the enemies are a pain in the ass. <laughs> Bless me. Oh my <laughs> god! So you've got so the skeletons have armor. And I swear to God, some of my shots have gone through their bones. Like, they have very specific <laughs> hitboxes. So it's really hard to hurt them. That's great. Uh, mm. And the skeleton archers, their arrows slow you when you get hit. I'm like, oh my God. Fuck! The orcs, when they hit you, have ridiculous knockback. Yeah, so they cool. will knock you back off of ledges. And you will fall to your death. And it's just like, God fucking such a shame I can't play as Brick from the first one because otherwise I'd give them a taste of their own medicine. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 my assassin character, yeah. I've had to switch yeah. to a melee built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yep. it's the only re- reliable way to damage like, play melee with, I would play a melee with my assassin, so you're saying I'm good for this game. Well, what I, what I was doing was I was This dilk, this dilk. Melee, melee assassin's hilarious because you go invisible... You kill, you, you kill somebody and immediately go invisible again, again. once you get the thing, and you're just like... It's you're like, just, like and if you're, if you're playing with a group of people... They're just sitting there shooting at things, and people creatures just dying out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "What?" <laughs> no, because I can see the I can see the uh, you can the, you the can things. you can see like you can see his duplicate his duplicate yeah yeah and I can see him too huh at least yeah. that that was my ex- that was my experience too. but um have you ever have you ever dueled against an assassin 
Yeah, he didn't last very long against me. Yeah, there you go. Because I was playing as Krieg, so oh, he okay. he ba- he didn't even get it off. Oh, there you go. I just I was just like axe face. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, well, my normal assassin build is half sniping, half melee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the sniper stuff lets you do a ton of damage in a single shot, mm-hmm. like really fast, and mm-hmm. keeps you safe. And keeps you safe. So I, I use the melee because melee stuff like boosts up my health, and also made it so that if I missed something or got close to me, I could just stealth and then right. murder the shit out of it yep um so what i've done now is i basically moved uh, i've done like a few like skill point yeah rearranges and i think i finally got a build i like that's now much more heavily leaning towards the melee side of things yes yep oh and i also discovered that with the right um class mods mm-hmm. you can actually raise skills above level yep. five yep yep so i'm like so there's one um there's one uh i forget what it's called but it's an assassin skill where after you kill an enemy, you get a bonus to movement speed, yep. melee damage, and gun damage. Yes, that one, yeah. I now have that at level 8. <laughs> so I kill an enemy, and my movement speed goes up to, like, 70, like, plus 70%. And my gun damage is up, like, 60%, and my melee damage is up, like, another 70. So as soon as I kill one enemy, it's just like, zoom, slice, zoom, slice. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> like, it's like, I kill an enemy, cool, oh, I can man. now run halfway across the map. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a fast travel? Who needs fast travel? <laughs> Later, fuckers! <laughs> if Gearbox comes out with a Borderlands 3, Destiny's going to have their hands full. Or Bungie's going to have their hands full. I don't know. It's only four-player co-op, and Destiny is kind of like all the things. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Um, cool. So let's move on to news, then. Aye, aye. So I think we have the same bit of news. What's that? Yep. So uh, I think, what was it, yesterday or the day before? Uh, I think it was yesterday. Shit. Am I the only... Tristan, you better check your phone. Shit. I did. Turn off, damn it. Turn off. Turn off. (laughs) We struggle with technology. That's my alarm to pick up my aunt. Oh. Uh, well, (laughs) sorry, auntie. (laughs) Hold on a sec. Well, I mean... Why do I have an email from UPS? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no, no, Uh-oh. that's, that's for, no, that's okay, that's not my, that's not my GoPro, <laughs> that's the, that's my case of balls that UPS fucking smashed and threw away. Your case of balls? <laughs> yeah, balls energy drink. Oh, oh, it's okay. The, oh my god, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> it's got that badonkadonk. <laughs> them legs. Mm. <laughs> Tim, yeah. are you okay? Nah, I'm just thinking about that. It's just yeah, a spare time to gargles balls. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we've learned today, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, UPS, you're breaking my balls, bro. UPS, you're busting okay. my balls. So where were we? Persona 5 domain name register. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. What? That's where we were. So, yeah, so yesterday, the, pers- the domain name for Persona 5 was registered by Atlas. By right? Atlas. Yep. Yay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of those games. I have a friend that is a really big fan of it, so he's out of his gourd. Yeah. So uh, uh, I've played three I really want to play four, but I have no way of playing four without yeah. buying like a PS Vita. I'm like, I have never ever um, played a Persona game. Okay, so the Persona games, they are they're very Japan. Oh, yes, they are, so, I've, I've gathered that much. <laughs> uh, they are part RPG. Yes. Part anime. Okay. Part, part dating. dating sim. Yes. Okay. So I, I've, heard, I've, I've heard of them. I just never yeah. played them. Yeah. Um. They use, but they all to use this system, this Persona system, which is actually kind of cool because it lets you. You, you you level up, and your personas level up, and your personas are part of you, but you can also summon them to do other stuff. Um, like your laundry. Right. 
Persona, do my laundry. <laughs> uh, um, but what's really cool is you can you can make and merge personas together. Yep. And so you kind of have this like um, almost like genetic progression as you go. Yep. Um, so it really, and this sounds like, familiar. See, see, uh, fuck, Fire Emblem for the three DS. <laughs> yeah. A game I still have to play more of. <laughs> yep. Well, you don't have your you don't have your spreadsheet for who to date who. No, I yeah. do not. Yeah. Um, but there are games that you could. There are games. There are JRPGs that you can easily soak like 130 hours into. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And they're very, very difficult to find in the U.S. Yep. Uh, well, Persona Persona Three you can get through uh, PSN. Yep. That's cool. Which is nice. That's what I love about digital. You can always find something. Yeah. Right. Um, and Persona Three is one is one of the better ones. Persona 4 is easily, like, the best one of the series. Okay. Yep, that's the one everybody talks about. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Is that for the what system is that for? The PS2? Yep. Yep. It was, like, one they of the still last... Make, they still make games for PS2 occasionally. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was, one of the, it was one of the last, like, PS2 games. Yeah. So it looks really good. Right. Uh, the other thing with the Persona series is that they're also very much time-based. Like, you go from day to day. Okay. Balancing school life and then stuff after yep so you usually also have a time frame right well it sounds like animal crossing which i'll talk about next week new leaf yeah but i'll talk about that next week because yeah. we've already talked about way too much today i'm gonna save that for next week yep, yep. yep. so that's I got plenty that's to talk a, about that's my bit of news cool. did you have anything else um i had one but it flitted out of my mind i uh, have two pieces of news the first one maybe the one you had potentially yeah. which was your best friend don matrick Left He's Microsoft. For Zynga. For Zynga. Yep. yep. So he, they both explode together. Apparently, well, he tried to acquire Zynga in 2010. Sure. And failed. Yeah. Which was probably very good for Microsoft. <laughs> well, I guess, he, I guess he, he knows a lot of the people that work there, like a lot of the higher-ups that work at Zynga. Yeah. Um, and um, he was the president of Interactive. If you guys aren't aware, because we're just kind of shouting out names here. Like, yep. <laughs> uh, Don Matrick was the president of Interactive Entertainment at Microsoft. Yep. So basically, he was he was Mr. Xbox, right? Uh, for better or for worse, for and he the was last a, few years. something of a something of a loudmouth, overambitious, yeah, you know. yeah, overambitious marketing prick. I will say this though: so whenever I talk about people like Don Matrick or the Jack Trettons of the world, and people complain yep. about it, I have an internal angel versus devil struggle because I was a marketing major in school. Yep. And when you look at what a lot of these folks do for their companies. You can't, if you're a marketing major, you can't help but be right. astonished. The empire that Don Matrick built in his time heading Microsoft is insane and really right. impressive. He, he, he's not exactly, and he's always been a game-oriented person. So yep. you'd think he's a gamer. It's easy to dismiss him as like some sort of corporate, you know, you know, bastard, which he probably is. Soulless corporate so, bastard. Soulless corporate bastard. That like, just, like that, who was it? The vice president that said, oh, well, if you, if you can't game online, we have a system for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, bottom line is the guy sells systems and he knows how to he knows how to diversify. So oh, yeah. I think he's going to do fine at Zynga and I think he's going to kind of elevate them to the next level uh, as a marketing major. If I'm, they survive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they will. I, th I think that's why they brought him in because he's a he's a known entity who is very, very good at turning around companies. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I, I have I have good faith he'll be fine with Zynga. I, I don't mind him as a marketing person. He's obviously, as a gamer, you're kind of like... <laughs> but, but, you know, best of... Best of luck to him over at Zynga. I'm sure there's lots of people who are Microsoft fans who are very, very excited about this change. I mean, I maybe maybe we'll get some uh, some more user friendly stuff. I mean, not maybe. not that not that 
I've found Xbox yeah. to be typically non-user friendly, but yeah. a lot of people have. I mean, and the thing about it is this, like, my, it's interesting with Xbox. Like, a lot of people, again, a lot of people complained about the changes they were making to the systems, but honestly, like, that's how, I hate to bring up Apple again, especially considering yep. it's Microsoft's direct competitor in many cases, but that's what, Apple, that's what like a company like an Apple, or even a Nintendo does, if you want yep. to talk about the gaming platform, is they come out with something so bizarre and radical, so ahead of its time, and people say, oh, I don't want this. Yeah. And then, Two years later, they wanted it. You know, like what I the mean? Nintendo Wii that that had the motion before yeah. motion. Yeah, I remember when people laughed at it when they first yeah. announced it. And then PlayStation Move, and then and a Connect, and then yeah, it's just Connect things 2.0. like exactly. So if all you know, you've got these companies that innovate mm -hmm. and who will take risks on something like that, and it works out in the end, and then everyone tries to. Copy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So it's a little it's a little weird, but good luck to Don Matrick. Um, the other point of news, to, not to get too depressing, because we're going to do this and then go to the, mu the, the music break. Yep. But uh, are you guys familiar with Ryan Davis? No, I'm not. Okay, so Ryan Davis was, and this is the GameSpot callback from yep. earlier in the episode. Um, Ryan Davis was, is you know Jeff Gertzman? Probably not, I don't know. No. <laughs> Jeff Gertzman and Ryan Davis are the founders of Giant Bomb. Oh, I heard about this actually. But prior to being prior to uh, that, they were GameSpot editors, right? And I have a lot of respect for the guys. I grew up as like a little kid, like when I was ten or eleven, listening to uh, like GameSpot articles and stuff. Right. Uh, that was when Ryan Davis and Jeff Gertzman were there. Greg Kasavin, who's the um, uh, the leader or the well, leader that doesn't make any sense, the owner of uh, Supergiant, who makes Bastion and Transistor. Mm -hmm. They were all editors and um, journalists for GameSpot. Right. Um, way back in the day. Way back in the day. Then we had that Kane and Lynch episode. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Where um, Jeff Gertzman gave the game a bad score, but they were being paid off allegedly. No, nothing was ever spoken, but I'm, we're pretty sure this is what happened. Yeah. IDOS was trying to pay off GameSpot to give them a good review, and Jeff Gertzman, out of integrity, wouldn't do it. That led to Giant Bomb's creation. Right. Because he was fired from GameSpot, and a bunch of people, including Ryan Davis, who's like his best friend, left with him. Um, to form Giant Bomb, which in my for my money is the, the best gaming journal, journal journalism website out there, and I love reading gaming journalism and stuff. Next to Three Headed Boy, right? Yeah, next to Three Headed Boy. Well, I don't have <laughs> enough stuff up there yet for that. But I mean, honestly, in all honesty, I mean, like like Ryan Davis is the, the is the leader of the Giant Bomb cast, which right. is like this three and a half hour monstrosity of a podcast every week, and he's honestly one of the big reasons why I got into this because I was inspired by his his ability to lead through the podcast and kind of his. He's always been a very jovial person and just a, re a really cool guy. And it's sad to say that he actually passed away uh, two days ago yep. at 34 years old. Uh, not even a week after getting married. Yeah. That's... Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy. I mean, the cause of death hasn't been officially um, stated yet. I guess he had issues with sleep apnea in the past, though. Yep. Sorry, I'm not laughing at that. There's like something moving in the chimney right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're not quite sure what it is. It's like Slenderman. It, yeah. It's Slenderman. Uh, <laughs> He's like... Yeah. <laughs> Call the fire um, department. But yeah, I, I hate to end. I hate to end. Oh God, up. wouldn't that be awful? Is if like Slenderman Man got stuck somewhere? Yeah. Because you can't look at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if he was stuck at like down a well or in like a chimney or something, because you'd have to look at him to get him out. Yeah. <laughs> so all the firemen or anyone trying to rescue him would just get away. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awful. But he's just—he's one of the best, like one of the better. Who was one of the better yeah. journalists and stuff like that. And it's just really sad to see him go. A lot of a lot of great support out there, and uh, yeah, it's. I, uh, I feel really bad because I, I, as I said, I did hear about this, and the reason I didn't recognize the name is because the person who told me about it, who had heard it first, he said, "Oh, the giant bomb guy died." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah, who? Yeah, who? There's like a, there's more than one person in the giant bomb. Yeah, but 
he's been he's a, he's been a very influential figure for a lot of people in journalism. Yeah. He just passed away out of nowhere. You know, not it's crazy. Not even a week after getting married. That's yeah. That's that's really rough. That's crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like it's a whole different dynamic on the website, and just like he's gonna be missed. So I, I did want to bring that up and send yeah. my my condolences, condolences to, to his family and our condolences. Our condolences, not you guys. You guys just think he's the <laughs> we don't bomb guy. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you will be missed, Ryan Davis. Uh, cool. Any other news you guys have? Uh, I, I have a, I have a bit of uh, uh, fun news. Okay, good. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate Nintendo, to end the, I hate to go into the, to bring us back. Yeah, I yeah. hate to go. Yeah. Nintendo has said that HD game making is hard. <laughs> that came out the other day. <laughs> that they had awesome. to like expand their staff like twofold <laughs> because eight, it's harder than they thought it was. Well, that explains why they've got consoles with no games. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, and, and I love Nintendo. Yeah. So, like from my childhood and even like going back to Nintendo yeah. Land, I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> that is actually. It turns out that, play, that, that HD games are harder than we expected. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the, that's like the guy. That's like if the guy who's building the Titanic two in Australia like gets halfway through the ship, it's like, wow, this is really hard. <laughs> I, did, I did not go know what I was getting into. I did not anticipate this expense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, do you guys have any idea how much steel sheets cost? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Right. Also, lifeboats, man. Those things cost a bunch. Curse my hubris. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, guys. So we're going to take a quick break. After we get back from the break, we are going to discuss this week's spoiler game. Thomas was alone. A Stay funny tuned. thought to have. Where is the boy whose face is big and bold? This is the pillow song, the riff that you would play when a badass enters the scene. He walks in slowly, his steely gaze searching the room. His eyes narrow as he spies the target of his Moe body pillow. What? <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Uh, we are. <laughs> that was interesting, and now we are talking about Thomas was alone. alone. Funny first thought to have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What a funny little game to talk about. Um, I think what we should do, and uh, for this in this in the case of this game, because it is a game that a lot of people probably haven't heard about, maybe because it is a little a, a smaller indie title, not a big budget indie title. Um, yeah. Is that um, Thomas was alone? Is uh, basically like uh, you'd, you'd be hard pressed to call it a just one of those you know platformers with good music right. and an interesting concept. It isn't to a degree. Um, but it's a it's a very fun, very fluid platformer. Very good controls. Very tight. I thought. And it's very and it's very stripped down. It's very yes. bare. Very bare, bare essentials platforming. Gaming. But it's more puzzle oriented, I think, than platforming. Yeah. So you don't have to be a whiz at platforming right. to play the game. And the reason for that is the game does a very very interesting thing where when you stop when you lose control of one of the characters, 
Um, and we'll, I'll talk about, or one of you can talk about like the kind of way that works with the platforming and the puzzles. But when you stop, when you switch over to another character, your block dead falls from exactly where it was. So it's easy right. to line up your platforming ability and there's no like float or slide or glide or anything like that to your, it's a very, very precise, accurate thing. Right, which is what makes it really weird once you get James. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Because um, then they put all that on his head. And we'll talk about that in a second. I want to do like more of a gameplay review though so people right. can get an idea of what it is and see if they like yep. it before we talk yep. about the spoilers. So yep. Basically, you've got multiple characters, each of whom has their own different rules. Yes. Uh, as to how much space they take up, how far they mm-hmm. can jump. What, what they're maybe some of them have certain abilities like there's one that has an ability where they can float in water because none of the others can they sink and yep and, and there's one that there's one that jumps higher than everybody there's one that jumps even higher yeah well, well, the one that jumps even higher has a double jump yeah double yeah. jump a double jump which is important uh, there's one that uh other characters bounce off of yep and you cycle through these characters as you play the game so you only play one at a time so it's it's very it's a very deliberate game it's not you're not going to get in a situation as confusing as it may sound to you you don't get in a situation where you have to control all of them immediately like really quickly there's only a couple situations like that in the yeah. game yep. um otherwise you and know, even it's, then it's not really that quick it's more like press one key and move yes yeah. Right. But, and that, to set it up in time so that you can do the yeah. other thing. Yeah. Right. And it, and to clarify, it's not that it's not that you uh it's not so much that you control one at a time in it, as well, it is control, it's you control one char- you actively control yeah. one character at a time, but you'll have like yeah, four characters. Yeah. But you have to so. you have to bring them together on the same in the same level. Like for instance, in one yeah. given level you might have uh three well, I'll start with the the big the the first three, John, Thomas and Chris. Yep. Yeah. Chris is a short little stub of a of a thing. Oh my god. He who was, can't jump. Yeah, he, I thought he was <laughs> he, in yeah. most levels he was more of a hindrance. Yep. Than like actually being useful. Yeah, you yes. always have to get Chris through first because otherwise he otherwise Thomas Thomas and John ha, he has to jump on Thomas and John to get up. Yep. And if if Thomas and John aren't there, he physically cannot complete the level. That I mean, got me in one of the later levels actually. Chris Chris is such I, I can't wait to talk about the story. I really can't. I'm like jumping <laughs> I'm jumping at the at the point because it's so they, they do it so eloquently. I love it. And um but Chris I don't think ever is a very you never really smile when you see Chris. Yeah. <laughs> because you know that it's going to be a difficult platforming situation ahead of you where he's sort of the hindrance. Yeah. Brilliant. I don't know, but then the then the narration kicks in. Right. <laughs> um, um, the narration is really what, what makes this game. To a degree, yeah. And I'm, I have some notes about that we'll talk about too. Right. We get more <laughs> well, into spoiler territory. I, I, think, I think that the narrator being British makes all the difference. <laughs> yes. Just, just flat out. It yeah, makes yeah. all the... Is that, is that the voice of Wheatley? No, it no, sounds just like that's, him. That's it sounds from, just like him. It's the guy from Assassin's Creed. We were talking about okay. that last episode. I did want to bring that up, is that this game draws so many comparisons to Portal. Uh, do we want to talk a little bit more about... Um, Gameplay? Gameplay before I yeah. spoil, we start spoiling and stuff like yeah. that then? Okay, so I'll, I'll Bas- save that. Basically, the object episode. is, as Thomas points out, to go up and to the right. Yes. Up and to the right. <laughs> um, and to go through portals, yep. which are just these little... <clears throat> these, uh, these doorways that are specifically made yes. for each character. Yeah. And um, so you have to get, so you have to get each character to their respective portal on each level at they, the same at time. At the same time, like for instance, not not that you have to move them all at the same time, but that if right. John's in his portal, in his portal, Thomas is in his, Chris okay. goes in his, and then you win. Right. Yes. If if those are all the characters. So on basically, the, level. the point is every single character has to be in their respective little space that's designated to them on the level yep. before you, you can progress. You can't leave yep. anyone behind. Right. Everybody has to go through. No one left behind. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that wait? Is that the Air Force motto? No man left behind. I have no idea. Something like that. I have absolutely. I know it's the motto for one of our one of the U.S. Armed Forces. Oh, okay, that's cool. 
Um, no man left behind. So um, um, the NSA, yeah. but the game's pretty short. It's about three hour experience, which I think is <laughs> almost overstays its welcome a little bit. And we'll talk about that in the story notes and stuff. Um, but it's a good side. It's a good length for a game like this. It doesn't get too tired. You're you're you, you're constantly introduced yeah. to new concepts and puzzles. Um, and 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 I think it really does a good job of sucking you in. Yes. Yeah. And, it's, and you can also easily take care of it because it's in little bite-sized yes. segments, which is nice. So you can stop playing, come back to it, and just kind of continue right. where you left off. You might miss some of the story beats if you do that, but you'll at least be able to kind of get through and enjoy the game. And it's uh, so every character is, as we mentioned, some sort of rectangle or some sort of some sort of block. They're a geometric shape made out of blocks. Yeah, well, it's always rectangular. Right? Always rectangular. They're all rectangular. Yep. Um, all of their characterization is derived from the narration. Yeah, which. Yep. Yeah. I think well, it works really well. Well, yeah. the thing is that the narration, though, and the characterization through the narration really kind of supports each yeah. shape. Yes, it does, which is really cool. Yeah. Okay. And and now we're going into spoilers, folks. So essentially, at this point in time, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled by the ending or some of the story beats, um, I would stop listening now. Cool. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, so, because, like, when we when we first meet Chris, yeah. he, he he's kind of, like, curmudgeonly. Yes. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't want to work with Thomas. He's like, who the yeah. hell is this moron? Yeah. What is, who's kind of like is? the typical short guy stereotype. Yeah, right. Almost. Is that he's this short, you know, he, 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 his characteristic comes across as this short, yeah. little antagonistic. His personality is informed by his physical traits. Yes. Exactly. God damn yeah. it. Okay, let's just get the phone. We'll keep talking. Um, and, uh, and, it's and, probably not even an important call. It's probably a goddamn sales call. That's all we get on the So, one thing I did want to say. Tristan um, might kill someone, by the way. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, basically, um... No, it's not a very important message about my credit card. You're still watching our podcast! <laughs> my hate for you is... <laughs> you stupid pale fellow! <laughs> I hope someone, somewhere, <laughs> anyway, um, I, 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 I we'll let we'll let How Tristan. How much of that came across? Oh, all of it. We'll let, we'll let Tristan sit down <laughs> oh, for a second. Anyway, where were we? Um, so I think that the the coolest part about this game is that in reality, just like we were just we actually started this with the pillows um, and um, fully coolly uh, when we started when we came back from the break and. We were, during the break, we talked about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And this is, in many ways, a very similar sort of coming-of-age story, mm-hmm. um, but in a more uh, in a more expansive light. So right. it goes over multiple well, characters going through this at the same time. And it goes through their entire lives, including many generations. Right. It's, it's a coming-of-age story for an entire species. Yes, exactly. But, but, Basically. But, but even more so, I, I, I liked it more, and it is about computers, you know. So, so the point of the game, ultimately, is that Thomas is a sentient... AI. Be- is it becomes and he's not the first he's he not finds the first. out no, but no. he's a sentient ai that becomes aware of his sentience yep and is exploring and and learning and adapting and what's so brilliant about the game is that adapts so well into the gameplay the fact that the first level is just go to the right up and to the right right yep, yep. um which is such a which is such a nice commentary on gaming yep um, yeah. because that's how it's always been yep and it's and it's really it's 
as he's learning, you're learning. Yes. Which is this wonderful parallel. Yeah. I almost wish that they didn't tell you the controls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they do. Like move right to go right. You know, I think I'd figure that out kind of thing. <laughs> or Use crouch to, to lower yourself closer to the ground. God damn it. I've been through this before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, blood dragon. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hit circle to crouch. Yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah. Um, Shoot people to make them die. Or be. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, but... Uh, what I can, what I can, what I can say is, I just, I just thought it was a really brilliant sort of <laughs> the chip crackle on the on the spike. Um, I, I just, and it's really neat. And I have a, I'll ask you guys a question later, but about it. But I just thought it was really neat how each character, for me at least, and what really drew me in was that you can, you every character in the game, though they have a name, is somebody you know, mm-hmm. in reality, and you're like, this is this, this is totally this person, or this oh, is yeah. this person. And it's really neat that these blocks, via the narrator, by the way, only a British person can make this happen. <laughs> exactly. It, it, As you really, mentioned. It's so dry, the wit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's so good. Is, it's really cool. It gets you in their heads. And every character, even though they don't explicitly tell you this is who this person is, is a character you know. Or oh, yeah. a character archetype you know. And it's about all these characters growing up, going through relationships, this group of friends that falls in and out of, of, of love for one another or, or what have you and grows up. And then future generations. Chris and Laura is my one true pairing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Which one's Chris? I'm, for, I'm forgetting. Chris is the cube. Oh, Chris is the cube. That's right. Yep. Chris yeah, is the horizontal line. Yeah, the, yep. the, 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 the bouncy the trampoline. Little, yeah. The Which bouncy is, little strumpet. Actually, she, she actually, and it's an interesting comment on, commentary on relationships. She actually completes Chris and makes him able to do things. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. is, you know, much more than the, you know, whatever the hell. Right. Yeah. What Laura. And... The two of them together yeah. can accomplish far more than either one can on their own. <laughs> yep. Which is actually because well, it was actually a line that I think that John says about Thomas and Chris as well. Something like that. But but the other thing too is that Chris is just the right size for Laura's short little hop. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Chris makes a perfect stepping stone for Laura, yep. and then he can bounce off of Laura to get higher than he can normally jump. Yeah. Yep. Which works so well. Mm-hmm. Um. I got I think my favorite character is Claire the Square. <laughs> she was a superhero. Yeah. Well, so, so she has a superpower. Yep. That she can float. Yep. And she's the largest one. She's literally a like larger than life character yep. compared to the others. Yeah. Which I I really liked. Yeah. Also, she was helpful. I like that. Yep. Yeah, she's very helpful. She definitely seemed to have a little more utility than some of the other, yep. uh, the other mm-hmm. characters. Some of them just get in the way, but anyway. Well, well, Tom, the, well, the thing is, the game has to start you with Thomas, Chris, and John, whose only really ability, real abilities are their size. And their jumping right. abilities. And their jumping abilities. Yeah. And, uh, where, and then when they introduce Claire, she actually has the floating ability makes water you know, yeah. not kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Laura with her bouncing, <clears throat> James with his... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, oh, my God, James. <laughs> Did you guys find it interesting that... Um, every single female was way more supportive than all the males. Did you guys think about that? I don't know. James kind of made it possible for Thomas to go anywhere. I think Th- yeah. I think James, though, uh, and this could be misreading yeah. it, I think that James wasn't real. He was Thomas's um, doppelganger, or Thomas's foil, Thomas's in, inner, inner struggle. That was my personal belief for what James James was, and they made it really apparent when 
there are jumping those really fun puzzles where yes, you're, where you have where to you're literally connected, where to, you're connected each to each other and moving slowly through the environment because he's he's yes. in like negative he's like your well, antimatter right, right well so so for those of you who for anyone who doesn't know james falls up yes yep his, his, <laughs> is what happens his his axis is exactly the opposite of what you've been dealing with the entire game yes yep. and if and if thomas falls onto james or james falls up into thomas yes. you hover Yep, yes. because the, they can't. They're 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 the exact same size. They're the exact same size, and they cancel each weight. other out. So they have the right. So they have basically anti gravity on each other, just boom, mm-hmm. and it just balances out, and they float. Yeah, uh, which is great because then you can make one of them jump to move up or down. Yep, like once you figure that out, you're like, oh man, that's mm-hmm. really cool. It's yeah. like, look, I'm breaking the game. Yeah, except they want me sure. to. Yeah, you think that you're breaking the game at first. You're like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to do this, am I? And then you realize, <laughs> oh, I am supposed to do this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that was my take on James. I I thought he was just Thomas's like. See now, of... now I'm wondering if I if I ever saw James on the on screen with Thomas with the others. Yes, at, yes. There are know. there are levels where everybody's on screen. Right. Yeah. But even still, I just feel like James is sort of he could be just another character, like just yeah. sort of like an eccentric fellow. But yeah. I just I, I liked him as especially considering Thomas goes to this other place right. well, and then finds. Well, the nice thing about about James being his own character <laughs> is that James is a character. Who is afraid of, of his own differences? Yeah. Yep. You know that he's like that that he's a loner because he's he's afraid of how other people will react to the yeah, fact yeah. that well Laura he, to a certain extent too because the f- yeah. first thing that yep. first thing that she thinks is when she sees Chris is oh god another one he's only going to want me for my special ability yep he's only going to want to <laughs> which he's which only is going to awesome... want to bounce on top of me like yes. all the others yes yeah <laughs> this game has so many great yeah there's this there's this three story parallel. There's the literal the literal story of a sentient sentient computer um, program that the that the creators and the programmers are trying to delete. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and that and they're try they're attempted escape um, and evolution in the system. There is the commentary on gaming and how it's progressed. Yeah. Going yep. from the simple moving to the right, up and to the right, to these all kinds of weird things happening, and then of course there's the personal level. With all the characters, so I think that's brilliant. That oh, God, that, yeah. that that three that three way parallel story structure that they have going on there is really neat. Ah, oh, it's so good. Um, um, there, there's also there's yeah. also a whole bunch of wonderful references in there. Yes. Yeah. Oh my, like when, memes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. When Thomas finds the fountain of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and it's the internet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, there was a lot of cats. He had seen it all. He had seen the. He'd heard about the arrow to the knee. He'd, <laughs> you've heard about the cats that cannot. Uh, Was it the cats that can't speak properly? Or yep. And something about it, something called a cake, but he suspected may have been a lie. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, guys. <laughs> that that like literally made my day. Yeah. I was like, it's fantastic. Yeah. Poor poor Sarah though. She was the one that really wanted to get in there. Yeah. 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 Mike Mike Biffle, the creator of the game, is definitely uh, of that ilk. The uh, the gamer type. He's got all the he's got the meme stuff going on. Yep. It, was, it was neat. To, it was it's always cool to see stuff like. Oh, have that. you guys? Have you guys? Okay, sorry to go off topic, but have you guys heard the um, the actual meaning for arrow to the knee? Yep. It's yes. uh, Marriage. Yeah. Marriage. It's an old Nordic expression to, meaning to get hitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And suddenly the meme is fresh again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just well, in time to freshen up that meme a little bit. Yep. That that was that was that was cool. Um, getting back onto uh, Thomas was alone. Um, oh God, so much to. It's such a simple game, but at the same time, there's so much to talk my, about. My yeah. question to you guys is um, maybe a two part question. Um, the first part is who do you most identify with from a character perspective, and why? 
So for me, I'll start because I actually wrote the note down, so I was okay. prepared yeah. for this. <laughs> um, I, was, I yeah, go right ahead. Who do you think I compare myself to? Well, my my first reaction, my knee jerk reaction, is to go to John because you're tall. <laughs> That's but he actually is my choice, but not because he's tall. And I, I think mean, what's, it's a very shallow, just very knee jerk reaction. I apologize. Yeah, and, and no, it's okay. And I think it's interesting too because, and it's kind of a nice, it's actually a nice reflective piece too. I hate to like turn this into too much of an art kind of I'll thing. Go right ahead. It's a really good game, but that's what indie is these days. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But but the thing about John, and and I think the thing about you reflecting on your characters is that it's hard to not to reflect on the character that are your that appeals to your flaws yep and john was a again these characters are so randomly deep given uh, yeah considering um, the fact that they're just john is in my opinion there's an archetype that i consider myself a part of for better or for worse which is what's called the egotistical altru- altruist mm-hmm. yep have you guys heard of that kind of person before yep. right someone who helps others based, so, based it, on personal motivation post personal motivation um kind of egotistical in that sense and that's kind of how i i've in the past and even today to a degree kind of liken myself to for better or for worse so for me john was that perfect character that let that that look of caring that he had been practicing in the mirror i believe is one of the lines yes. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a really cool like little like you can sit there and reflect on a certain character you are but you you have to look at it from the from the flawed perspective yep. but it's also cool how like you know he's a better person at the end every character has a resolution at the end of the game mm-hmm. right has their own level of resolution and he finds through i believe laura and specifically um damn it, there's so many characters who's the yeah. double jumper is that that's sarah that's, that's sarah. sarah that's right yep. and through sarah he de- he de- determines right that sarah's the only one who can jump higher than he is. higher than and he is and that's the first time he meets anyone who can surpass yep. him at something yes and he's and he discovers that, and it humbles him yep. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a person. And he decides, okay, you know, this is maybe it's time to tone down on this. And he sort of levels himself out, which I thought was really, mm-hmm. really cool. So that's the character that I most identified with. Yep. Have you have you have you given any thought, or should I go? You should go. I right. I honestly can't think of one now. Now at the risk of, I'm, se- I'm inclined. I'm inclined to say James, just for sheer eccentricity <laughs> and craziness. But that's that's completely surface value. But well, go ahead, see, see, I was gonna I was gonna go with James because he sort of he has this sort of uh he wants to be he wants to be alone unlike thomas Mm -hmm. but he changes his mind Mm -hmm. which is something that i that i go through pretty much daily Mm -hmm. where i go from being in my little my little gamer cave to (laughs) hey everybody how's it going this is a podcast right 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 (laughs) that people are listening to yeah time to get my socialism quota done yep yeah my social my social quota for the week and that and that's and and, i mean that's that's a flaw of mine where i try to where i tend to like yeah i tend to like my privacy a little too much right and 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 not not necessarily my privacy privacy but my alone time more right and and another another aspect of of life that this game tackles really well or really deftly is um the aspect that everybody is alone at some point in the game Mm -hmm. but they realize that they work better together as friends and that they they just really gel and when they're alone you know you yep. they, they don't want to be anymore kind of thing and right it's it's really really neat and it's not like and, and i'm what gonna i'm gonna hearken this to little inferno really quick another sure. really like sure. another indie game that's made from the people who yeah. made world of goo right yep um they, they they tend to they they state their themes the same way every single time okay like um <laughs> one of the themes from that game is nothing lasts forever mm-hmm um, and they just keep overstating it and stating and stating. Thomas was alone, and nothing against Little Inferno, by the way, but Thomas was alone, always finds new ways to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with Chris and Laura, their their abilities together. With John, 
where, where he just sort of remarks, wow, using them, he can get to places he never thought possible. Yeah. He can use, the, you know, uh, Team Jump mm-hmm. near the end. Team Jump. Team Jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's even a part where Chris is like, uh, it's after Thomas gets grabbed by the dark pixel cloud. And Chris is like, he actually missed him. Yep. He didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris is that Chris is that friend that nobody people just hang out with because yeah but nobody really yeah. wants to and I I feel like a lot of people have that friend unfortunately you know what I mean <laughs> like like it's just like that person and if and if you don't know who that is in your group of friends you are that person <laughs> um, we're sorry yeah, yeah I apologize we're sorry we've blown um, your mind and shattered your world what do you guys think about the very ending like that last piece I think like the last couple chapters I, I almost thought it was unnecessary I I and I, I didn't quite get it to the most part I eventually started getting it towards the end and when I reflected on it later right but I thought it had a sort of a death note feel without getting into death note spoilers that right. would be bad um, you mean I, like you mean like Gray, Paul, Team Jump and yeah, the couple yeah, 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 yeah. the couple who are the only two characters that I can't remember mm-hmm. ever right because I, I guess I guess I just see them as each, as together more than right, I see right, them right, as, right. as the couple because right, yeah. right. They they're always there together yeah um, I, I gotta say I think it did a really good job of fe- making it feel like a, it was a race against time. Yes. Even though you were fully in control of both sides of this race. Yeah. yeah. Because because uh, at the end of the game, um, actually, we probably should backtrack just a hair. Okay. Uh, to where Thomas and company have gone. Okay. Right. Uh, what happens is, and in, in, uh, you touched on it earlier, there's a, they're trying to delete these programs. Yes. They basically stick one by one i forget what chapter chapter it is thomas claire they Laura, are taken every time one of them um, gets deleted yep uh just everybody except james and sarah who they don't meet until later mm-hmm. um and that's when they find out that they're not the first ones yeah right and and just basically boxes them in yes james rescues thomas thomas rescues the others yeah uh and they discover that there's no way out yeah, mm-hmm. unless they make a sacrifice. Yes, right. Now this sacrifice, it and it doesn't end there. No, that's where Gray Team Jump Paul and right, the couple they come enter in. the story. And the original team gets referred to as the Architects. Right. Yes. So basically, the original team sort of integrate themselves into the world to allow other programs to escape. To escape. To benefit from their experience to benefit from their uniqueness. Yes. They're the martyrs of right. Yep. of the of, this, it, of the uh, computer more age. More like more like a I'd say more like a genetic forefather. Yeah. Yep. You know. They uh and and it's, it's funny too because we actually hear about Paul before we meet him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Sarah who mentions him or James. Right. Um uh they mentioned the 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 little gray square or something like that, yeah. the old square. And that's that's Paul. And he just wasn't with James and Sarah when they when they became the part of the architect group, right? But um, long story short, the, that initial group uh, lends their abilities into these zones. Zones, yep. Where, for instance, uh, it'll be green, which is James' color, and yep. it'll reverse gravity when you go through it. Because all the all the characters at the end of the game are gray, right? Which is kind of which is kind of weird because one of the characters is named Gray. Right. Yes. So everyone is Gray and Gray is everyone, maybe. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too far into it. It's interesting. There's another element to the storyline that's introduced in that second act, if okay. you will, even though the second act's only for the last couple chapters of the game, um, that I picked up on, maybe, and I don't know if I'm just reading way too much into it, because they start talking about the internet yeah, and how yeah. they're getting all this information for the internet. And it seems as if there are these, these people with distinct ideas sharing their ideas with the world and then these gray figures who are perusing the internet and just kind of gathering AKA information anonymous. as they go, like anonymous people. <laughs> but even even not like that that like specific and literal, just a human who has been born into the world of the internet. We weren't even born into the world of the internet no. uh, uh, ourselves. Like we, I mean, you merely adopted the internet. Yes, we, we were born into it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, where they? It's what, like the Joker, right? No, that's, no, that's, that's Bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Bane. That was a joke. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bane. <laughs> that was Zelda, right? No, <laughs> um, but uh, in, in, do you want to see my penis? <laughs> no, Bane. No. <laughs> oh my God. Where are they? <laughs> but uh, it, it's interesting. It's almost like the, these people are just kind of getting painted by these pieces mm-hmm. of information. They're just kind of randomly picking up as they peruse the internet. But yep. I, I could be just like a random. None of which are John, Chris, or Thomas. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because they don't do anything. Oh. <laughs> They'll just jump higher. Though the characters themselves jump a certain distances like them. Yeah. Although one of the greys does look like Chris. One of the greys does look like Thomas. Yes. Yeah. And grey kind of looks like John except slightly taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean slightly thicker. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was very interesting too. But I don't know. I really. I was kind of get, getting confused at that point in the storyline. There yeah. was so much happening. Grey was trying to do something evil. But I never got what it was really. I think, I think he was trying to escape. So that he could prevent anyone else from escaping? Yeah. Okay. Because Paul figured it out. Right. Because he started calling him the liar. Uh, had to beat the liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that was my take on uh, if I recall correctly. was yep. that It was that Gray was trying to get out so that he could close yep. off the other end so that he could be the only one out there. Yep. Okay. That Gray wanted to be alone. Right. Okay. And and he was he he ended up with the couple and they just they sort of tagged along with him not really knowing yeah, what he was right, doing. Right, the right. couple was very very loosely that like barely characterized at yeah, all yeah. in my opinion. What was Team Jump? I <laughs> Team Jump. Those were the five little. They've no, been but, together but, for years. But what were Damn. they? Yeah. But what were they like? What what do they mean for? Did they mean anything, or are they just kind of like a random platform puzzle thing? Well. It's tough to categorize them as a platform puzzle because I found that Team Jump was very easy to complete levels. They were very easy, yes. yeah. They've been at this for a while. Yeah. But I wonder if it's... Well, and there's... How many of them? There are five of them, right? Yeah. I wonder if it's just sort of some sort of a nod to that... To the original five? Yep. That, that's oh, what, that okay. was my take. Was oh, that there's okay. five members of Team Jump... And there's... Which is a nod... Which is yep. a, a harkening back to the and original five. You know, the, the three, Claire and Laura. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about that. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, well, another thing I have here is... Um, well, who's your favorite character? That was the one that kind of went in tandem with with uh, the others. And I think my favorite was John simply because I identified with him. But I was wondering yep. if you guys had a different favorite other than what you guys selected. I think that Claire was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked Claire. Yeah. Yeah, Claire was great. Uh, Claire was great. She'd probably be my second favorite character. She had a, she had a nice resolution, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. she um, Because at the end, when Thomas realizes and tells them, oh, there's no way out... Claire says, no, that's not, that can't be the end. Yeah, she yeah. was the superhero. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Claire was a really good character. Good. I also really like Thomas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Thomas was... was oh my he, god, his observations at the beginning. Yes. They endear you to him so much. So yeah. fast. Yeah. 
He was good, too. The other thing I, I have in the notes here about the game is the Portal comparison that the game gets a lot. Yes. And playing the game, it's very heavily compared to Portals. We actually mentioned Portals when we were right. talking about the, yep. the doors they go and into. They call, and they call them Portals in the yep. game. The the last part of the game is arguably a um, like the paint areas in Portal 2 where you're yep. jumping into different colors yep. and, uh, and kind of inheriting those properties. So when you jump into the purple zone, you get the double jump. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, that Sarah had when you jump into the blue you get Claire's properties where you can float on water and stuff like that did you notice that the water doesn't insta kill you in those later levels yes I yes. noticed that yes well there's actually a secret block you know how there's secret blocks in there there's one underneath the water, water. at the far corner yep you have to, so you have to go in there drop yep and sink down to get it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, actually, there's actually a momentum at those levels. Yes, there is. Yeah. Where you can get Claire's ability, but if you get it from falling from a high enough height that you swoop down and come back yeah. up on the other yeah. side. Uh, there's a part you have to do that, actually. Yep. Yes, there's yep. a part where you have to float, sink down and float back up. Um, so the game innovates momentum. even at that late stage, which I liked. Yeah, yep. the game's always innovating, which is great. Um, but I think... And there's, of course, the British voice actor. You even said yourself. Was it the guy who did Wheatley? Yeah. For the it, British it thing? It certainly sounded like him. So I think there's a lot of that going on, but I honestly believe that you know British British voice actors just they have this spoken, this great uh, pattern of speech that anybody mm-hmm. can understand and articulate. It just sounds it's very good for narration. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I honestly don't believe we that... we have some people like that in America. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is most known. Yes. There's a there's a poet that I think it's Dylan Thomas is is a very good speaker. Okay, um, I think I think so. Yeah. Um, who's uh, the other? Well, the, and a lot of the sort of famous U.S. narrators never right. get any recognition either, right? Because right. it's, it's not it's not something that that I mean, if you see them in a movie, it's not something. If oh, excuse me, if you hear them in a movie, <laughs> it's not something that you really care about so much as what's what's actually on right, screen, right. right? But they just add to That's it. That's one of the problems I have with the director's cut of Blade Runner. Is that it, the director's cut of Blade Runner takes out? Harrison Ford's narration. Which right. director's cut? Which which one of the twenty I know, director's right? cuts for Blade Runner? Um, but uh, I I do want to say that I think it's un- unfortunate and unfair to just blindly dismiss this game as a Portal clone because it really isn't. It is not. Oh, um, there's British voice acting and stuff, yeah. but other than that, it's a completely separate experience with and really great and puzzles. And it seems more platformy than it's much Portal. Much pla- more platformy yeah. than yes. Portal because it's a different game. It's yeah. a completely differently designed. It, game. It's a platform, and Portals is a spatial pu- a spatial puzzler. puzzler. Yep. And um, there's very little jumping, honestly, in portals. <laughs> Once yeah. you get in the groove in the later missions, there's just shooting portals everywhere. And now you're flying. thinking with portals. Yeah, um, I don't have. I don't have to jump. I can just yeah. fall. Portal is the ultimate lazy simulator. Yes. If you think about it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just be like over on the other side of the room now. It's like, um, I could walk, but, but well, and then you get well, then you get the. Eventually, though, you get the challenge levels, which are like, you know, complete this level using as few portals as possible. Right. Then it becomes, okay, where can I walk? Where do I have to put portals? Yes. There are actually, there are actually challenge levels in Thomas Was Alone, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, I but I've never I actually, I, I, I didn't touch them because I didn't want to, I didn't want to take this, this beautiful gem that I had found and yeah. turn it into do a it. chore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, turn it into what it kind of looks like, which is the impossible game. But yes. anyway... <laughs> But uh, so I, 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 overall, I really, really enjoyed it. It's definitely one of the stronger um, indie games out there. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd put it up there, honestly, in the echelon with personally with the echelon with like the Bastions. Well, Bastions. Let's 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 put it more with platformers like um, Braid, Limbo, Limbo. Well, Lim- Limbo, I wasn't as big of a fan of honestly. Um, but Braid, um, for me, Super Meat Boy was a classic. Yeah, as well. Is that- yeah, I actually still haven't 
played Super Meat Boy. Oh, it's you have to. I know. It's something I need to get to. You absolutely to. have to. Um, but I'm, I've got so many other games right now that I've almost finished. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, I really got to wrap these up before yeah. I start something. Just something like Super Meat Boy, which right. would be like... I'll play the same goddamn level ten times before I get it. Yeah, but it's right. quick and easy. Anyway, right. I don't want to jump too far off off topic of, of yeah. Thomas was alone. I, d- I, I do want to say one thing uh, with regard to those 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 platforms that you mentioned, and this occurred yeah. to me a second ago. Uh, Thomas was alone is not half as difficult or as mind bending as those are. Yeah, uh, yes. It's it's more about it's more about the storyline and the yeah, characters. Yeah, it's more about the journey. It's more about the characters. It's, it's much more accessible, which yeah. is nice. It's it's still a puzzle game, but it's not one that's right. going to right. fuck your brains out. Right. Braid, Braid is an interesting beast because that is literally as hard to play in some cases as it is to figure out what to do. Yeah. Because you yeah. have to be on point as a platforming expert as well as be able to figure out how the puzzles work. Right. And that's more of a brain bender, too, with time and stuff like that and how they keep throwing things around. Yeah. This one's definitely an easier platformer. It doesn't really invalidate it. It just makes right. it a different type of experience. And, and there were there were some stages where it was like, how the hell am I supposed to do yes. this? And oh, that's the, and then the usually, puzzle element. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. usually, like, two tries later, I found, oh, there, there, there was one level. I think it was Chris, Thomas, John and Claire. Yes, I know exactly what level you're and talking was about. A, there was yeah. a respawn point. It, there was no respawn point in the middle of this huge ocean. Yep. And, and I was like, oh my god. I kept losing one of them. Yes. And if you lose one, one of, of them, them yeah. you have to go back yeah. and get the rest of them. There yep. were a couple frustrating moments like that yeah. in the game. I remember that one. It wasn't it wasn't as much frustrating for me as I was just well, actually yes, it was really frustrating. Um there was one in particular near the end with a lot of water. You guys may recall. It's like right near the end. It's like the, one of the last levels in the game where there everybody has like double jump or, or one of them yep. has double jump. And I kept losing like one person and I had to go all the yes. way back to the beginning oh to get them. But God. I needed the other person to boost that person up, the tall jumper, right, so they so could you get, had to the get back with yep. everybody. That's with the everybody. one, that's the like, one where um, the, it's actually, the ending is actually to the left yes. yeah. for, uh, yes. for Gray and Paul. Yes, that's yep. the one. Yep. Yep. One. That one was not fun. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I mean, it was fun once I finished it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there were many times where I would get to a point and be like, "Oh crap, no! I need this other person here as yeah. well." So I had to go to that other person and backtrack them. And be like, yeah. "That was that was, in my opinion, the hardest chapter of the game." Yeah, what, what chapter was that? That, that? That particular mid, oh, okay. yeah. uh, level. Yeah, excuse me, not chapter. Um, oh, level. Okay. Uh, just that because I couldn't figure out who was supposed to go where. Yeah. Because it was the couple, Paul and Gray, and yeah. Paul and Gray both went one way, and the couple went another. But I couldn't figure out if I needed the couple to help Paul and Gray, and there were certain abilities that were on the map, and I didn't know who who needed what. And eventually, I figured out that you needed Paul and Gray to get the couple where they were going. Right. Yeah. And then Paul and Gray were fine on their own. Continuing, continuing the discussion of hard levels there were only two levels i think where i felt like i was breaking the game to beat it and i felt like there was an easier solution i didn't see one of which was the first time with you do you do that thing with um james which ended up being the right solution anyway right. well the other time that i'm still not sure about it's earlier in the game so you guys may or may not remember it's we have three i think it's just john chris and um thomas and john jumps up to the top to hit a switch so that Chris and Thomas can sneak by underneath and they're the only ones that can fit. And then there's this platform jump where you have to lead each other, but there was no way to get Chris somehow up to the next platform without like pushing him up with one of the guys and then having him jump while he was in midair for me at least. So okay. I feel like I did it wrong. Uh, I know I what happened. Do that. All right, what happened was you probably put John flush against the wall. Mm-hmm. Where where Chris was trying to get up. 
Okay. Because what I did was I had John a little away from the wall, so I put Chris on half of John and Thomas on the other half. Oh. Yeah. Chris on top of Thomas, Chris up. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Right. And so then you Thomas up and then John up. Okay. You make, you make a little staircase. No, I still yep. feel like I was at a position where Chris was on top of John, but I still couldn't make the jump. Yep. But it was only the three of them. Then what happens? Uh, I can't. I, can't, um, I feel like I had to jump up, push up Chris yeah. with, with Thomas, and then have to immediately switch yeah. to him and trip hair, you know. There was him. a part that was similar to that, but I don't know if that it was that part. It seemed like I was doing the wrong thing basically when I was playing it, and I yeah. wasn't sure if that was correct or not. I mean, it, it, I don't because like, it was very like random said, where, the, where yeah. the hard levels were. There would just be a hard level and then yeah. like four easy levels. Yeah, but like, like I said, it was basically I my strategy in that situation was always uh, get Thomas on top of John, get no, get Chris on top of John, get Thomas on top of John, get Chris on top of Thomas on top of John, and then Chris usually is able to get up yeah, at that right. point. But or they were, make a little staircase. Yeah going chris thomas john there was a point and actually you know what it was it was later in the game where i where i had to jump somebody into an ability area mm-hmm. and i had to switch to him really quickly to get him through and not drown or something i don't think i ever saw i ever had that happen so again yeah. again there's been ones where we just the solution wasn't coming to us for whatever reason same yeah. thing with portal like it's always fascinating to me to play games like this um where they're puzzle games. We're and comparing it a lot to Portal for saying it's not like Portal. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, oops. Yeah, but I mean, just puzzle games in general, like even Braid. Yeah. Or, I mean, anything. I, yeah. I think it's just because Portal's fresh on the mind from yep. just talking about it, where it's interesting to watch the person go back through. I mean, any puzzle game for that matter. Yeah. To watch them go back through the levels you played and have them have so much difficulty with levels that were so easy to you and just scream through <laughs> levels that took you like an hour to figure out. Or right. Yeah. You know? It's always very interesting. Yeah. Portal... Portal is one of the worst games to watch someone play after you've beaten oh, them when God. they're playing through the first time. Because you're like, yeah. it's right there. Yeah. You're missing it. It's right in front of you. God there was, um, oh, God, the Portal co-op missions. I, uh, we're not going to go those on. Those are great. But, yeah, I don't want to keep those talking are, about Portal, yeah, especially considering yeah. we just said it. it's not like Portal, guys. Portal, 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 Portal. portal. It has sports, portals in it. Sports, it's sports, a platformer. Sports, sports. It's a puzzler. But it's not TV, Portal. TV, yeah. TV, TV. Yeah, yeah. Television, television, yeah. TV. Sports, 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 sports. I'm going to go with yes. And I just love, I'm loving how... As much as indie games are now being characterized as these 2D platformers with good music and an interesting art style and some weird time yeah. concept or something, mm-hmm. it's good to see games by... It's really cool because these games with these singular visions from the uh, Mike Bithels of the world, the Phil Fishes of the world. Phil yeah. Fish from... Fez. Oh, yep. Um, these people who make the games practically by themselves or have this entire vision by themselves, and there's so much meta to it. Mm-hmm. There's so so many meta storylines to this game outside of just the main storyline. Same thing with with Fez, right. which we could spend all day talking about. Oh where God. if you've played through it, where you get through the game, but then there's this whole other game where you have to take pictures and write things down and like make maps and figure out like the solution to these crazy these oh, yeah. crazy puzzles that are just so, such so that, so kind of out there. Well, that that was really a hearkening back to stuff like the old text adventure games, mm-hmm. where you had you had nothing. You had to do like you had to make your own maps. You had to right. do all this stuff yourself. And I think what it is is that right now, it's mainly a nostalgia factor. Yes. So what we're doing is the indie games, the indie game scene is kind of going from the beginning forward. Yes. So, you know, when first indie games came out, they, they were little things. You know, yeah. almost like Pong. You know, just yes. little. Hey, yeah. this is something I created. Right now, we're at like the Mario and Sonic stage. Yes, yeah, you know, I agree yeah, wholeheartedly. That, that's where we've gotten to, and the next stage is probably gonna be stuff like uh, the Chrono Triggers, the Ocarina of Time, oh. uh, not the Chrono Triggers or the. I just got chills. Uh, links to the past. 
Yeah. You know, like we're we're in the eight bit era. Yeah. Now because it's it's all um, simple. Well, it's all simple and like platformy, but it's also mainly driven by um, characterization. Maybe no, not, char- uh, not characterization is part of it, but it's the um, nostalgia. Yes. Yep. Is the big drive. And what's going to happen is that right now, like I said, we're at sort of the 8-bit like platformer level. Those people who are that age and are in the position to develop games grew up with those games. Right. right. So what's going to happen is the next Five generation years from is going to come in whatever, yeah. and we're going to be seeing like the 16-bit. Yeah. Which I think stuff. is a really good thing because – and uh, Which I'm, well, I'm going to very, very minorly cross-pollute spoiler casts. We, we had some gameplay uh, complaints yeah. with Last of Us yeah. and Bioshock oh, yes. Infinite. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We really don't have one, do we, about Thomas Was Alone? Um, I've got a little gripe. What's that? Uh, so when you've got a character bouncing on Laura... Yes. ...that they don't inherit her momentum. So if she's moving forward while something's bouncing on her, that oh, thing won't yep. move forward with her. Yep. Which a lot of other puzzle games do... Right. Well, they're just jumping up and down. Yeah. Right. It, it's just moving up and down, but it's not inheriting any of Lord's momentum. Yep. That threw me off, and I found I, it to be kind I of I had boring. one control complaint with the game, and again, it's just because Meat Boy does yep. everything so perfectly. And if you watch, um, I believe it's Indie Game, the movie, which I highly recommend to anybody who is kind of interested in this. Yep. It's a really cool look, especially the design aspects of the game. Right. The programmer for Super Meat Boy had one job, yep. which was right. to make sure that Super Meat Boy controlled perfectly. And he grew up being so frustrated with every little problem in control that if there was an, even the slightest issue with control of Meat Boy, he like redid it and fixed it until yep. it was perfect. And I think that there's some jumping issues for me where the character I thought should, have, especially in um, consecutive jumping, right. yep. particularly with John and Thomas, I believe, you'd get to the where you felt was the edge of, of, the, of the block and he'd just fall instead of jump. Because the inputs were a little off, like it seemed like the input was more the sound. I actually, I actually never experienced that. I did. did you, what yeah. what, what I platform did, like did you play it on? Did you play it on PS3 yeah, or PS3? Okay, oh, so I, I played, played it on PC. PC. I played okay. it on PC, and I never yeah. had that problem. You played on computer as well. I played on computer. I had it like once or twice. It had happened to me a few times. Maybe it's just the input of the input right. lag or something, but yeah, um, or the wireless controller or something. But. Yeah. Well, on the plus side, what this means is that in 20, then, 20 years from now, you know what indie games are going to be like. In twenty years from now, indie games are going to be like Call of Duty and oh, Battlefield. Please don't, don't tell me that. Don't, don't spank Goggle uh, Wee Wee me out of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, twenty years from now, people will be like, man, do you remember back when games actually came on discs? Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. <sighs> and Microsoft prepared for that and got yelled at for it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, my my point simply was that Thomas was alone. Really doesn't have. The bells and whistles that Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite have. Uh, Last of Us is very, very, very pretty yes. game. Oh yeah. But Thomas yes. was alone is just seems yeah. it's just so much tighter and stripped yep. down. It's the bare essentials. Whereas uh, Last of Us has those skyboxes that you don't even get to explore. Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I hear what you're saying like it's a very stripped down experience, but it it, it proves that. Those games of old, and the reason why they're the, the reason why us, the reason why the reason why we're here talking about these games today yeah. and stuff is because games of old didn't need those graphics, and right. they well they didn't have it. They didn't have them, and because yep. they didn't have them, they had to focus on what mattered f- for gaming at that point, which yeah. was the the gameplay right. itself, the stories, making, making the characters, your game enjoyable, right? And making because you couldn't make it pretty, yep. You know, you had you know we can do this, 
Yeah. And Rogan look kind of similar. Actually, that's that, that's apart. more of my point. I think it's just the the overemphasis on graphics. Yeah. yeah. These days it is, I mean, that's the big thing with like the PS4 and the Xbox One is yep. what. That's really the only innovation. Yep. Battlefield, Call of Duty, it's now just, Halo. It's just better. It's, that's the only innovation on these new systems is the games will look prettier. Yeah. It's not going to fundamentally change how we play games. Right. Right. It's, it's just, just going to make them prettier. Make them pretty. But, the, but then there are games like, and then you, and then you realize that uh, pretty games are not necessarily good. Good. Nope. Yeah. And I, and I, I've had this argument with people online, and it's just, I, I've. When okay. pretty games are good, though, my god. Uh, yes. Border, Borderlands well, and, and Borderlands Two. You well, know how, the cell shading. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend. Who shall remain nameless? That refuses to play them because, because he doesn't like the cell shading. Right. Well, and, but the thing is, though, is that if if a good game is ugly enough, mm-hmm. that'll still detract from it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like there, there's a fine line you have to walk. Well, see, see, the thing is, Thomas was alone isn't ugly. It's it's just it's sort simple. of simple. Yeah. But it's I mean, got a very I mean, pong, are, it's got a very Atari Atari legitimately look. like ugly games. Yes. Like games that yep. just look. God, awful. Yeah. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but um, uh, Warhammer Forty K Space Marine comes to mind. It looked yeah. like it it's, it's, you typically find it with three D games. I think with three D yeah. games, yeah. Uh, like Warhammer, so Space Marine, it's got some. It has like a few gameplay issues. Yeah. And on the on the one hand, is it follows the Warhammer Forty K aesthetic like right. perfectly. Mm-hmm. It does that very well. The problem is that there's just so much crap on screen. And everything kind of, especially like the environments, mm-hmm. yeah, all tend to like blur together. It's something that just, just doesn't look right. And <laughs> as a matter of fact, it looks left. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, th- there's some other problems with that. Oh, game. I said left. I mean, it's it's a good like Warhammer 40k game, like for an action game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's some nice characterization. It's all fairly standard stuff for the yeah. universe. But I mean, it's a decent game. It's just yeah. something about it just looks off. There's just not enough. <clears throat> But stuff, too much stuff just blends together and becomes a sort of just like almost vomit colored mush. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I've seen that before. With then, you know, your bright Smurf blue space marine in there. And so it's like, yeah. But, uh, at, at, at the risk of continuing our tangent too far, yeah. what about, because we're talking about games, the graphics, and yeah, yeah. how much they contribute, but what about older games whose graphics have sort of deteriorated? Well, some games age well. Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island. Uh, Holy Ocarina, crap! Ocarina of Time has aged kind of well. I've I've heard I've heard uh, from a friend that bully not as much, but bully has not gone well. Yeah, bully doesn't age. hasn't aged well yeah. from what I've seen. Although they they have HD'd it, yeah. as, as they HD'd Ocarina of Time technically when they made the 3DS port. Yep. They kind of yep. enhanced some of the graphics and made different models out of out of many of the places. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but Yoshi's Island is a is a perfect example of a game that still looks amazing even today yeah. because yep. the art style is so good in that game. And uh, like Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. looks really good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it I mean, still looks I'll give you kind that, of yeah. like clay 3D. Yeah. 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 Clay but, 3D. But that was the style they were going for. That was for. the style. As was the style at the time. Yep. Which is why I had an onion on my belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Great. So Thomas was alone. A a great game. Even if you've listened to this conversation, you've kind of heard about the ending. I still invite you to, if you have just been listening straight without playing it. Yeah. I still invite you to turn it on. Um, get the game. It's ten bucks. Yeah. yeah. Buy the game. Is that much? My God. 
Because I got it. I got it for. You must have got it on sale. Or I something. got it on in a humble indie bundle. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so it is also part of bundles. Yes, yep. you may be able to explore. It. I paid ten bucks for it, but it, it was worth yep. it. Uh, it's a great game to play. Um, good value. You can go back and kind of experience the story for yourself. I highly recommend and, it. And we've 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 missed tidbits, not yes. deliberately. Yeah. That it, I'm sure there are some great lines oh, that yeah, we yeah. just we just skipped over just because there's so many. I'd almost be interested to go back and play it and see what I missed uh, yep. in the storyline. So, you guys have anything else to say about it? No, I think we pretty much awesome. covered it for the most great. part. Great. So, that that's bringing this episode to the cl- to a close. Um if you have any comments you want to say about the game, um I do want to maybe focus on some more indie titles right now while it's a little quiet again. Um that would be really cool. Uh, um, what's the next thing I think I've got? Um I think the next thing I'm kind of waiting on is Dragon's Crown. Oh yes, very cool. So we'll talk about that maybe. Um, but if you guys have any uh, any suggestions or advice or things you want us to talk about on the show, please let us know. You can write it on threeheadedboy.com or you can email us directly at cast at threeheadedboy.com. We'd love to hear your your, your opinions. We're getting you know. You know, a, a bigger fan base out there. I'd love to hear some opinions on, on that kind of thing. Um, you can find Tristan at youtube.com slash TBA films, uh, where you can see his let's plays. He just, um, I just got my GoPro. He just got his GoPro, but he's, but he's also, but he's also been posting like, uh, uh, video playthroughs and let's plays of games like remember me, which we'll probably talk about on a later episode. Yep. Also on there, Nino Cooney, Nino Cooney and stuff like that. That's something I need to get back to. (laughs) <laughs> it's, um, it's been a while. We finally have a presence. We finally have a video uploaded as of as of last week. Yep. Um, of, of ourselves, so you can kind of take a take a gander at that. See what we look like in person, for better or for worse. I'm still not John Tron, and he's still not John Tron, and and see that it's uh, taken actually some video from our last uh, podcast about Last of Us. And then you can find Patrick Knight at um, youtube.com slash pnightmusic. Which, as soon as I get a camera, I'm actually I'm going to be doing some gaming and non-gaming stuff. Oh, very cool. And, the the plan is that I'm going to be doing some covers mm-hmm. of of I'm I'm looking at specifically like Dean Martin uh, Sinatra stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool! You like know, the the crooners and stuff like that. Yep, uh, it's something that I've never really experimented with in my voice, but I'm gonna kind of like videotape yeah. it and um, videotape it. My yeah. God, um, that was a strange way to put that. That's cool. I got gotcha. you. And I mean, I will do let's plays. The problem is, I don't have a capture card, so it would be just limited yeah. to PC. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it. But um, are you gonna use fraps? Maybe. <laughs> and uh, if only so I can say the word fraps yeah. when it crashes. <laughs> fraps! God damn you, fraps! <laughs> uh, and you can find all of us, including myself, at the website threeheadedboy.com. Oh. That reminds me, uh, there's something else I want to talk about. Oh, God. Um, so, previously we talked about me doing a column. Yes. Now, so I've got ideas on stuff I want to write. I just can't come up with a proper name. Because okay. I keep coming up with new ideas, and I like yep. each one. So, I want to get some I want to get some user feedback here. Mm-hmm. So, please email us. So, I've got a few ideas. So, I've got from the hype zone, mm-hmm. <laughs> highway to the hype zone, hype way to the danger zone, <laughs> which I think right now is kind of my personal favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um... And tons of different variations on that. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I want to use hype in there, obviously, because yep. mm-hmm. I'm the hype one. Right. Uh, so if you guys have any good suggestions right. on what a column name should be, send it to us, please. I, I'm torn by indecision on this. Absolutely. Send it to us. We'd love to hear it. Uh, thank you much. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you much. Thank you much. Thank you. Take care, everyone.
seconds here. 